Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. We can indeed. 180! 180! 180. <laughs> hey. We made it to some sort of landmark, haven't we? I think you may need to explain what on earth we're doing, Ted. <laughs> when I was um, a younger person, in fact, I used to play in darts um, leagues. I was really a, a real big fan of darts. I used to love darts. When I was a kid, I always had a board in the bedroom and I was just forever playing darts. And then when I got a bit older, I um, joined teams. And, and and back in the 70s, they also used to have darts on the telly. I don't know if they still do. But, you know, we, we followed all the stars of darts, John Lowe and the, the Eric Bristow and the, the people that, um, you know, and, and we really admired them. Fact gets that most of them were. Ah, you see, now Eric Bristow suddenly rings a bell because I, on the other hand, had no interest in darts, never watched it, never followed it. But somehow, during my youth, the whole 180 just kind of subliminally crept in and <laughs> it still makes me chuckle as it's doing for both yeah. of us now. So we've reached show number yeah. 180. <laughs> up to the Oki, as they say. And we're up to the Oki now. It's show 180, 180. 180. And it's the middle of February... 2023 and you are welcome to join us as we natter about whatever works for us and you in the next hour or so whateverworks.works is our website whatever works mewe group is where we hang out and we encourage you to hang out too and if you get lost or want to know about any of our other audio podcasts or our mewe groups you'll find them at tedsalmon.com anything aiden's doing and um, access to his stuff is at AidenBell.com. There you are, all the furniture's done. <laughs> a big a big thank you um, to a specific um, thank you this time to Daniel Bemis, our friend from America, and Jim Fowle for generously chipping in to the Whatever Works pot recently. Um, for recurring support also from Pip Tomlinson, Dean Cooksey and Philip Ray. Yay! Thank you all very much indeed. That's the specific pop for whatever works um, Amazon kind of voucher thingy which I run um, that's nothing to do with the kind of PayPal and all the other the, the ways in which people can chip in to me um, generally but yes thank you to those people um, this month for having been so supportive we do appreciate it we really do. And again, it's something that Ted obviously can't say himself, but he does a sterling job. I'm talking about you in the third person as if you're not there, Ted. Ted does it. You do I'll indeed. Pop out for a <laughs> you do a fantastic job looking after this and many other podcasts and MeWe groups. And long may it continue. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Thank you. Very, very kind words. Anyway, what have you been up to? As Barry Cryer would say, thank you for your support. I've been wearing it all day. Um, <laughs> hey, do you know what? I looked out of the window the other day and it was as if somebody had turned on the bird switch. I mean, you know, we've been having this never-ending winter that seems to go on ad infinitum. Suddenly, outside my window, there were goldfinches and blue tits and there were... I even saw a woodpecker. And I got very excited because, as people know, I, oh, you may, I may have mentioned I have a pond in the garden. No. And um, it's starting to come to life. 
life, you know, early spring, spring has sprung. And so I decided I'm going to make another bird table because there's not a lot going on at the moment. So I thought, right, I know what I'll do. I'll keep that that woodpecker interested. I'll make a bird table that I can put out bits of fruit and stuff such on and the birds can get at it. So I just came home from a really exciting shopping trip. Do you remember shopping, Ted? There are these buildings that you go into and you look around and you take things off shelves and then you pay for them on the way out. Such fun. I went to B&Q and bought some wood and some screws and some varnish and some bits and pieces and I'm looking forward to building a bird table. So I'm quite excited about that because otherwise there's not much going on. Yeah, Maybe it's a winter thing. Perhaps spring has sprung, as you say, and things are looking a bit warmer and, and perhaps more will happen. I mean, inevitably, people will go out more. You will you will go out more, won't you? And oh, absolutely, and I totally concur with you. Winter is a horrible season in terms of lethargy, in terms of just thinking, I really don't want to do anything today. I just want to stay in bed and wait for it to be over. I'm dying for the spring to arrive for that reason. I'm having to keep um, changing my... Uh, smart plug light <laughs> 15 minutes every week i think it is isn't it um oh it comes on, yes it comes on too early oh well you see now you see you you're you're becoming a, a google home man bit by bit aren't you i mean i have google home controlling the lights and i've told it sunrise and sunset so i don't have to think about uh, it I, well I, I thought about sunrise and sunset but actually if you look at the timing last night i looked at the timing on some sunset and sunrise and it was 602 and in my opinion the light needed to be on before 602 um, now, obviously, that's different up here to it is down where you live because there's a, yes. a difference in the, the yes. lighting up time. But um, I, I just felt as though that that, that option was too. Anyway, we'll come. There must to be that. an if this then that command that says twenty minutes before sunrise and twenty minutes after whatever. Anyway, yes. Yeah, or, or, or a, an actual sensor built into something yes. that um, knows if, if it's too dark. I mean, there's plenty of those in other devices, isn't there? Yes, indeed. So why not in a, a lamp and a smart plug? Anyway, we'll come back to smart stuff later on because I've got, I've got some updating to do on that. Um, so, yeah, summer is coming, I guess. I, I, I've been, I must get out into the fresh air this year. Um, last year I really didn't. And um, it was, you know, I, I, I was started taking vitamin D. Cause I, I was thought, just going to say, get your vitamin D, you know, Ted. Yes, and, and that's what I did. But I thought this is silly. So this this year, I'm gonna, uh, I've got a new resolution to go out there. I'm, I've got a, an umbrella coming. I've got I bought a new chair, which I'll come to later, and um, I've got a table coming, which I'll come to later, and. It should be me out there actually taking in some fresh air, and the only the only danger is that I get frazzled. So hopefully the umbrella will sort that. I picked one that's got a thirty, what's it um, rating? Um, right. Plus thirty uh, solar thingy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's that. Um, Every, and apart from that, just everyone here seems to have got colds except me. I, <laughs> I, mum, my mum and dad have both got colds, nasty colds again. And I, I don't know what, I, I just don't ever seem to get them from them. I, I did catch COVID from them, but I mean, that's a bit something a bit different, isn't it? I put it down to the alcohol. An apple, an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Bollocks. If you throw it's it hard la- enough, it does. It's yeah. the lager. It's the lager, <laughs> I tell you. Stop interrupting my jokes. <laughs> Sorry, Ted. I'll say it again now. An apple a day keeps the doctor away? Bollocks. It's the lager. Thank you. Oh, how funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and the other thing I've been doing is trying to um, find out 
why, well, find out ways of not eating carbohydrates all the time. Because I do find that whenever I go to eat anything, the first thing I go for is carbohydrates. Bread, potatoes, pastry, spaghetti, rice pudding. I had some semolina the other day. Are you sure you're not, not Italian, Ted? <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, anything to do with plants and, and, and even protein to some degree, I'm just not attracted to. Oh, dear. So I, I'm trying to kind of think about losing some weight, but it's just really difficult because when I go to the kitchen, if I'm hungry, I just don't, I'm not attracted to anything that's not carbohydrate. Really odd, isn't it? Yeah, and interesting you say that because I'm actually doing almost the opposite. I'm actually now taking an active... Uh, steps to make sure that I do eat more healthily. So I can only say do your best to avoid that and do try to eat sensibly. But to go back to what you were saying about being outside, I think that's marvellous, Ted, and you'll talk about the products you've been buying later in the show. I think of all the toys and rubbish that we buy on this show and talk about, something that helps your health is usually, you know, way on the top of the list of of priorities. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say go, go for it. Try not to live on potatoes and pastry yeah, and bread. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that point of... It's the point of hunger, though, when you go to the kitchen and it, that that nothing else seems to be attractive to me. It's, it, I, I don't know, very odd. Anyway, um, I'm all right with chicken, poultry, so I'll, <laughs> I'll focus on that, shall I? <laughs> oh, chicken. You can't go wrong with chicken. Yeah. yeah, and talking about spending money, um, I just like to say uh, thank you to you. I spent some money with you. Um, oh, yeah. You, you're wonderful. Currently recording its first whatever works broadcast, Zoom H2 recorder that H6. you very H6. Beg your pardon. It was the H2 that I replaced because yeah. that was old and crap, decrepit. Uh, with the H2, the H6 is marvelous. I've been having great fun playing with it and putting it through its yeah. paces and seeing what it can do, and I'm very happy with it. And I thank you for mutual secondhand purchases you actually yeah, yeah. I, I sent you over a speaker in part payment as well which i know you've talked about in the show the smart speaker you're using so um yes vive la friends helping each other out thank you for that ted yeah. part exchanges all round yes right okay then feedback from the show and it is starting off with the aforementioned daniel bemis who he would like to highlight the IQ6 Pro Smart Games. Now, we will link to a demo video, a two-minute demo, demo video of how this works. But it's basically a physical puzzle game. Yes, much here, better, here. Much, Yeah, much better than the phone apps, like with their ads and terrible pop-up videos, says Daniel. Um, it's a great travel game to take on an aeroplane or pocketable to take into a cafe. It's um, it's. Do you remember that? You you, you would go to a cafe and play games. On yes, the I, do, I do. I yeah, do. I never see anyone doing. That. Anyway, it has three separate games built into it: two D puzzles, um, one normal shaped grid, one shaped like a butterfly. There's also a three D stacking game where you stack the pieces into a pyramid, and also it, it it folds itself back down into a nice little box. A little clippy box, and um, it, yeah, po- as, as as he says, pocketable, and just take it anywhere. And yeah, back to the old kind of values. Um, so thank you, Daniel. Keep that coming. Daniel's very good on these physical board games and stuff. Over the over the years, he's been chipping in. So keep them coming. And I I approve so much. I mean, this is this is going back to the 180, the days of your whatever better before, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, do you remember when we used to play Cluedo and Mousetrap? and Monopoly and yeah, drafts yeah. and and now it's all on your computer screen and this app and that app 
app and Game Boy and ugh, well done yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. Daniel. I, I'm totally behind you on good old fashioned physical games. Can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Harpham brings us an article on items that you shouldn't keep in the fridge. The article suggests bread. There you are, Ted. (laughs) You should neither eat it nor keep it in the fridge. Bananas, fruit that needs to ripen, bell peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes, pickles, onion and garlic. Well, I think other than the bread, your fridge has got nothing to worry about, has it, Ted? (laughs) The article goes on to say, should you keep ground coffee or coffee beans in the fridge? Question mark. Or what about eggs? Or could they should they be raw or boiled? And whichever they are, should you then keep them in the fridge or not? And what about cheese? And what about butter? It's an interesting article. And Philip Ray commented, it depends on where you live. Here in Malaysia, says Philip, it's hot and humid, so more things need to be refrigerated than in other countries in order to keep them fresh and away from bugs. Chris Kelly, of course, hones in on the coffee, a man after my own heart. Chris says, coffee is best kept as whole beans and ground as required. Here, here, I grind my beans just moments before I make the espresso, (laughs) as I think Chris probably does. Keep coffee... Sort of... I'll start that again. I'll put my teeth in and try again. Chris continues, keep the coffee in an airtight container in a cool place. That will be sufficient for a few weeks. Ooh, Mm, I may disagree with you there, Chris. A few weeks is a long time for fresh coffee. Keeping your beans in the fridge will introduce condensation every time you take it out, which isn't a good idea. Here, here again. If you have... Even if it's it's sealed? I suppose you'd have to bring it out sealed and then wait for it to come up to room temperature. Yes, in that case, yeah. Yeah. I think what he's suggesting is if you you release the beans to the air, then they're immediately going to get wet. If you have more coffee than you can comfortably use in a couple of weeks, divide it into one-week portions in containers from which you can exclude as much air as possible. Reusable Ziploc Ziploc bags are ideal for this Mm. and should be frozen ASAP. Get the coffee out the day before you plan to use it to defrost at room temperature. There you are, Ted, as you suggest. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in agreement with Chris, except the bit about... I mean, I try to keep coffee as fresh as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eggs is an interesting one. Yeah. Because um, there's real divided opinion about whether you should keep eggs in the fridge or not. And and I've read a bit up about this, and it seems to make no difference as to whether they're raw eggs or boiled eggs. Some people say, absolutely not, don't keep them in the fridge, they should be at room temperature. But as Philip says, what room temperature for one place is different to another. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure about that. Cheese and butter. Cheese is, um, I think um, Ian Barton chipped in to say that cheese should be kept out and butter because it's easier to use when it yes, is. Yes, I but, agree, yeah. yeah. I mean, why, why, I'm surprised I haven't already brought it onto Room 101, hard butter in restaurants. I don't understand this idea, yeah. especially when you're served butter with ice cubes around it to keep it hard. What on earth is the point of that? <laughs> I totally agree with Ian. Butter and cheese should be kept out of the fridge whenever possible so that they're, they're more malleable, more usable. Yeah. Talking of Ian, mm-hmm. he's got a tripod. Yes, another, another tripod, tripod, he says. <laughs> um, the Ulanzi mini tripod for action camera. Ooh, um, Lanzi. 18 quid, this is. Yeah. The, U- the USP of these Telesin, Telesin tripods is that they have a quick-release mechanism for your camera. It's really intended for GoPros, but you can use it with any camera you can attach a GoPro 2 finger mount to. There are two parts, the part you screw to the camera and the part that attaches to the tripod. You can release the camera from the tripod by just twisting
pasting it and clipping it to another tripod that has the same mounting shoe, obviously. Um, no more fiddling about with screwing cameras to tripods together. You can buy the clip and camera mount separately so you can move the camera from one tripod to another with a simple twist. I used to, when I was, um, when I had SLR cameras and I was into photography, um, I think I might have mentioned this before, I had these mounts that you put into the um, into the, the screw at the bottom of the camera mm -hmm. and you, you could then just clip it onto tripods and move it around quickly. Oh, the shoe, the shoe. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not, not the flash shoe. The, so, you, oh, no, it's called you, a tripod shoe, the one that you put onto the bottom of the camera, as you say, that you can then put onto one tripod to another very quickly. Okay, That's a tripod shoe. It, I don't remember it being called a shoe. But anyway, um, yes, obviously we're, we're talking the same language. Yeah. And you can then um, clip it on, as long as the tripod you're using, as Ian says, has got the same kind of mount. Um, now, I don't know what a GoPro 2 finger mount is, but I'm sure that if you've got enough of them, it'll do the same job. Absolutely. And also, um, I, I noticed looking at it on Amazon, uh, you can also turn it into a selfie stick if you are so disposed to do. Oh, right. Um, very nice. Very nice. Thank you, Ian. Another well tripod. Done. I bring you an I-O-T-T-I-E, IOTI, an IOTI, easy, one-touch, in-car, wireless charging dash mount. Now, as I've spoke about on the show before, you very kindly, Ted, helped me to purchase my new phone, a Nokia... XR20, which is, yeah. of course, a more traditional, conventional, normal, in inverted commas, kind of phone than the flashy, tiny baby laptop Cosmo that I used to carry around for years and years. Mm -hmm. um, I was very proud of the car mount that I made for my Cosmo. I actually had to construct it myself with bits and pieces and, and, and screws and epoxy resin and magnetic plate. And I was able to get into the car and plonk my Cosmo on the magnetic plate and then open it up. So I had a little tiny laptop open in front of me at the dashboard which I was very pleased with. Of course, that's now gone out the window, not literally, <laughs> now that I've got the new phone. And so I had to find something else. And I discovered this. It was a wee bit pricey and I was a bit hesitant, but my goodness, I'm glad I bought it. It was £44.99 from Mobile Fun. The beauty of this is it's it's your traditional clout. It's exactly like anyone's car mount would be. It's got it's called a grippy thing with uh, the grips on the left and right sides of the phone, and you open it, you put the phone in, and you close it, and it holds the phone tight. Voila! The lovely thing about this is it's automatic. There's a little motion sensor in built into it, so as you approach your phone towards it the little arms just open all by themselves as if by magic and you pop the phone in and when the phone's in the little arms just close up again which is so gorgeous and makes me feel so important when I get into my car and when you arrive at your destination and you want to take the phone out there are there are on the left and right sides just underneath the grippy arms there's a little button you can press either side or both sides together and that will open it up so you can remove your phone again at the end of your journey um, and not only that it has a wireless charger built in so Whoa. the whole time it's sitting in the car, in this thing, it's wireless charging. Did that line up with the, the coil or out? Yes, it does. Um, yeah. the, also, at, at the bottom, if you imagine it's got the left and right grippy arms, and then, of course, there's a little foot at the bottom that holds the phone and stops it dropping downwards, yeah. that is adjustable. So you right. can lift that up and down if necessary so that it does indeed 
um, line up with the tree charger. And I've had no problems with that at all. It, it, I, I set it up and it's working a treat. This one that I have is uh, is a suction thing that's supposed to stick to your window. Um, of course, Aiden being Aiden, the first thing I did was took a hacksaw to it and cut that piece off <laughs> and got the epoxy resin and glued it onto the dashboard. So I fitted it Good up grief. slightly in my own Heath Robinson-esque manner. Um, and it, and it's, what happens when you change your car? <laughs> well, I haven't done that for 12 years. I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. No, the only annoying thing was the day I parked a little too close to somebody and had to crawl over and get out the passenger side and smack the thing with my knee and broke it off and no. had to re-stick it the next day. But um, no, I'm very, very pleased with it. It's a kind of purchase one does slightly hesitantly, especially when it's not coming from Amazon. So you may not have an easy return. Um, but I was very, very pleased with it. Um, yeah. Mobile phone, mobile phone will be all right with returns. They're, yeah, they're I th- yeah, I think yeah. they are. They are a very good company. I, when when I did in the old days when I used to make stuff myself, there's a company called Brodit who make absolutely yeah. every kind of bits and piece known to man. And I used to get my stuff, my Brodit bits and pieces from them. It's a ten watt charger, um, and so. The thing is, I'm very happy with my phone and I chi charge at night anyway. So what with my nighttime chi charging and whatever trickle charge it gets when I'm driving, I never have to think about charging the battery on my phone. Um, Very nice. If you've got, you know, it's as I say, it's not the cheapest, but it's so much fun. And the 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 automatic opening and closing is a dream. I wouldn't I wouldn't part with it for the world. Excellent. I'm very pleased for you. And I'm pleased it works. And I didn't realise that it had wireless charging as well. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. how do you... You've got to wire that in somewhere. Yeah, you? again, that I did. I pulled the dashboard out and found where to put it in and wired it in because I'm like that. With your hacksaw. With my hacksaw. With your, 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 your sledgehammer. <laughs> yes. You can no imagine one me... buy Aidan's car after him. You, I was going to say, you can imagine somebody coming to buy my car and saying, oh, um, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now talking of power, um, we will get away from power in a minute. We'll come back to everyday things in a second. But just to mention that we spotted this week between us all um, these power banks Ooh, that yes. um, were on ridiculously special offer. Um, they were 106 quid to start with. They usually settle at around 55 quid on Amazon. But there was this amazing deal on it which brought it down a, a voucher with 27 quid. And I thought, i got to have one. And I, I've got absolutely no need for one. So my, my, mine's going to mine's going to end up as a present for someone at Christmas, probably. But um, it was just like too much of a bargain to miss. Sixty-five watt USB-C on one of the outlets, um, thirty watt on the other one, and twenty-two point five on the USB-A. So there's three outlets. One of them you charge with. Um, only one of them. So one of them's in out. The sixty-five watt one is in out. Um, and you um, can then charge with the other ones. Now, if you put all three on at the same time, you're not going to get 65 watts. No. But if you just plug one in, it will get 65 watts. So pretty good. Um, and there's uh, the usual kind of um, automatic trickle charge thing going on. If you um, leave it in there, it's supposed to be smart enough to turn off when it doesn't need it, that sort of thing. Yes. But what attracted me also to this one is that there's so many power banks, um, handbags, handbag sized power banks um, that are like 10 and 20,000 milliamp hours this is 25 milliamp uh, thousand milliamp hours which is just great I think it's a, a really good size and for 25 to 27 quid um, I just I, I just looked on Amazon today to see what it's if it's still there and it's not um, but today's bargain um, 
is that it's £52.99 normal price, inverted commas, and there is a 35% voucher. So today you can buy it for 34 So it's only £5 or £6 more than it was before, but I think that's a real bargain. And it's a real beast, isn't it? You, did, you, did you get one in time? I did, Ted, and I, I, you made me smile because I did exactly the same as you. I sort of got it out, I looked at it, I loved it, I felt it, I played with it, I charged it up, and then I thought, OK, <laughs> now what? <laughs> Did you notice the little the little holder on it? The little stand. There's a little pull-out stand. Yeah. Yes. And, and you can put your little your phone lodged up. Well, in that front of might. It. Yeah. I mean, if people, <laughs> listeners, keen keen-eared listeners will remember I was whinging about um, somebody brought on a very nice plastic phone holder, which I then proceeded to whinge about because it wasn't at the right angle. I'm wondering what the angle would be with this thing. I must test it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, exactly the same as you. I think it's gorgeous, and I'm glad I've bought one, but I really don't need it. <laughs> and and uh, the other thing I discovered was going back to your XR20, your Nokia, yes. is that that lovely little case that it comes in fits the Nokia absolutely yes, perfectly. Yes. Did you try that? No, I didn't try it, I, but I took your word for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is good because you get the case and you get two cut charge cables in there as well. I mean, you do get an awful lot for 27 yeah. quid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you need a two and a half thousand million. Yeah, as I say, I'm going to gift it to someone because um, it, it was all about the bargain for me. Yes. And it, look, it's just really nice. Oh. So somebody I know will make use of it and they will get it. So, yeah, very nice. Oh, we love a bargain. Love a bargain. Oh, yeah. Daniel Bemis obviously doesn't mind whether it's a bargain or not because he spent $10 on a bar of soap. What? <laughs> but good for Dan. Daniel. Listen to this. Man bar soap on Amazon USA. Man bar, says Daniel, is a great bar of soap that is twice the width of a normal bar and one and a half times as tall. $10 is a bit expensive, but it's my first one, so I thought I would try it out. And he says, it moisturises really well and the smell is great. Sadly for Brits, he couldn't find... uh, I, I presume I in this... What I'm reading here is Mr Ted Salmon, couldn't find it anywhere in the UK online. So if you want one, you can't have one unless you live in America. But it does... Imported. Yeah, indeed. But it, it and I looked at and looked at it and it does look like and the idea of the lovely smell is is gorgeous. Now, a listener whose name is <laughs> well, <laughs> I I might just say Jeff. It's J E P H P H. So could it be Jeff for Jeff? Anyway, Jeff, let's call him Jeff. Jeff says my daughter bought this for me as a Christmas gift and it's fantastic. Bar soap usually leaves me incredibly dry. Oh, here here. But this is the exception. Highly recommended. Sounds very nice, doesn't it? Yes, I did go on a hunt for it in the UK and I couldn't find it anywhere at all. Um, You need to buy it from America. It's it's a little company in, where was it? Somewhere in San Francisco, I think. yeah. And you you have to um, just import it. Yeah. Amazon will do that and charge about three or four quid for delivery. So you can can get it. Well, how about you, me and Ian and Chris and and we'll just get together and buy a whole box and get Daniel to send them over. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yes, indeed. So thank you, Daniel, once again, for your the man bar. It looks really interesting. Man bar. So let us know how you get on with that. Right, now back to my TP-Link Tapo Mini Smart Gear. Um, and just to say that the plug that I've got is still in use, um, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. attached, to a, attached to a lamp. And it saves me walking over to it and throwing the switch when I'm walking past anyway. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You think that was clever, but totally unnecessary. 
Yeah, it, it it just all seems a bit lazy and pointless in my situation. I, I I keep trying to think of ways of using them, and I and I run out of ideas really quickly. Yeah, me too. There, there doesn't seem to be much that needs automation, um, which you can just do with your finger when you walk past it. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess in a different household that's set up differently, it might be different. No, I'm the same. I think it's a solution looking for a problem. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, personally. But anyway, I've got one, and I'm playing with it, and I'll, I'll continue to try and... Find... Incidentally, I, I don't know if these things are ever on full price, but it's still 28 quid for four of these little plugs, um, which it has, seems Good to have been grief. forever. That's, yeah. that's cheap, yes. Seven quid each. Um, but the, the main thing that I did this week was that I got... I added to the system a smart security camera. It was 1999, and the people across the way on my site um, were going away for... Uh, six weeks and i thought oh i'll do the decent thing i'll test all this I'll, I'll do a bit of testing into the into the bar into the process and i'll put i'll set this camera up and to be fair it does work really well except at night it's called the tapo mini and as i say it's 20 quid um it plugs into the same system works really well um in daylight um the night vision is supposed to work up to 30 feet away well that doesn't in my experience well it doesn't through glass anyway um i I haven't put it outside in the weather because I kind of think that, well, that might not be the best thing. I think that this unit is actually more designed to point in towards your, your house. Yes. And, and to cover a front door or a room or something, not an outdoor kind of situation. I agree, yes, yes. Um, but it's got lots of bells and whistles, SD storage, um it's got um, a, a cable that powers it, or you can... No, you have to put the cable in to power it. There's no option. There's no battery. Yeah. Um, it's got motion detection. It sends you notifications when there's motions detective. If you want to, you can upload the, the footage to their cloud service, which is three pounds a month for one camera or 10 pounds a month for four or more cameras, which I've not done. Um and yeah, I, I I was kind of playing around with it. I was just disappointed with the nighttime thing. Really, in the daytime it was all right. I, I, again, like with the plugs, really. I you know I can go and look out the window. I don't really need a camera sitting there. I think that the best use of these things is what you do, which is having it on your front door for deliveries. And I, I, in terms of cameras, I can't really see much. I no, I agree with you. It's it's front door, and also in my use case, it's to help keep an eye on my mother. If I'm out of the house, I right. can always look yes. at the camera and see. Yeah. But you're right. Again, it's fantastic technology, but you have to have a use case. I've got to say, though, Ted, this is one of these moments when I stop and think... Good grief, Charlie Brown. If you told me five years ago that you'd be able to buy a product like this for less than £20, I would yeah. have said you were, you were a fool. I mean, yeah. the prices have... Just dropped through the floor, haven't they? Amazing. Twenty it, quid yeah. for everything you've just described. Yeah, yeah, and more that I haven't described. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be quite nice if it if it worked, um, you know, through the glass. Though I, I, maybe I, I need to sell a tape it to the glass or something to stop reflections. Or yes. I don't know. I, I but, did see I did see a review about the Amazon one that talked about that. Are you saying it doesn't have infrared and it doesn't work at night? 
Because so, they, they claim that it's got night vision up to 30 feet. Right, because but... the reason the Amazon one was reflecting on the window badly was because the, was the, the infrared was reflecting and that was causing the issue. And if you can turn off the infrared... Oh, no, no, I turned that off, yeah. Oh, OK, then that's not yeah. the issue. I'll shut up. No, no. <laughs> yeah, the little red lights on the front. I, I, I sussed that out quite quickly. It just, I don't know, it just seems to... Maybe it's because there's floodlighting outside that's reflecting in the glass and refracting or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. My TP link tapo stuff is ongoing, but I'm still trying to find a justification for owning it. <laughs> and ridiculously cheap nonetheless. Good call, yeah. Ted. Harry Myrie uh, feeds back on electric blankets. I can't remember who started it, but we've had uh, electric blankets on the last couple of shows and oh, twos yeah. and throws about them. Harry's got an interesting story here. Goodness. Don't buy a cheap one, he says. Yeah. One tips. night. Sorry? Ted's top tips. Ted's top tips. Get what you pay for. One mm. night, says Harry, my uncle woke up and smelled smoke. 180! Sorry, just fell <laughs> them. The blanket had been smouldering, he said, for some time, and there was thick black smoke indeed. He oh, crawled along the floor, that's his uncle, where there was still some fresh air. He then unplugged the smouldering blanket, but the blanket continued to smoulder. He dialed 911, that's of course the American 999 call for the emergency, and the fireman came to the house. They took the mattress outside and it went on smouldering for hours. <laughs> After it was all over, he said, I invested in a first-class goose-down blanket or duvet or whatever y'all call those things. <laughs> If you want to buy a goose down blanket, he says, talk with someone who knows about them. Don't just rush out and buy a cheap one. Here, here. Get ready to spend some money. They are worth it. Get a good one. They last a long time. So I think obviously Harry's uncle was was put off the idea of a, of a repeat electric blanket yeah. and just went for something uh, analogue, one could say, but of, of high quality. And I totally Ooh. agree. And I remember commenting on the group that the very first thing that I ever bought that had anything to do with whatever works was a Fogarty duvet which I'm sure you'll remember, Ted. Oh, yeah. Um, Ted Salmon, and I didn't really know who Ted Salmon was at the time. <laughs> oh, such bliss. Um, you, you said that a friend of yours... You had, <laughs> a friend of yours had recommended this to you. Uh, and I, said, I thought, oh, I'll give one of those a go. And I still sleep under it now. Um, so very happy with that. And then Robert, Robert McCrowan then responded, saying um, that he's very happy with the Siberian Goose Down 2.5 Tog. There you are, Siberian Siberian geese. Yeah, they're very hardy. Uh, 2.5 <laughs> Tog duvet. He says, they are the most expensive you can get, but they are so comfortable. And I use one all year round because they are so efficient. Well, I think they should be because I looked it up. It's <laughs> it says on the website they are from just a hundred and thirty pounds to are you sitting down one thousand and nineteen pounds for a duvet. But again, I'm I, that's not a criticism. You get what you pay for. Um, yeah. Do you think Do you think that describes how good your Fogarty is? I don't but, remember what I paid for my Fogarty, but it was... No, no, no. What, no I didn't mean the price. What I meant was the claims of the, the Siberian one. Do you think it's a kind of similar thing? Because the Fogarty was nothing like that. It was about 100 quid or yeah. 150 quid. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about the Fogarty. And I remember reviewing the Fogarty and saying it was very, very thin and it felt like sleeping underneath a pancake. But somehow yeah. it was beautifully warm and comfortable despite being so thin, like something NASA yeah. had designed. Um yeah. So I can't really comment. I've never had a proper luxurious goose down duvet. Right. But I mean, hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've got the money, then why not indeed? Thank you, Robert. 
and to Harry for that. Um, right, last, lastly, before we move to our first jingle of the show, um, I've got, I mentioned earlier I got this um, chair, this chair oh, for yes. outside. It was um, 55 quid on Amazon, and it was reduced with a £10 voucher, which I think it still is, and so it ended up being 45 quid. And the thing about this chair was, I was after a chair that's going to hold my weight comfortably, because mm-hmm. as you know, I'm a fat git, and um, this one supports 160 kilos, which is about 25 stone in old money, um, which is well, you know, well good enough for me, obviously. Um, but it's it's an oversized moon chair, and I'm not sure that I'd really seen one of these before. It kind of wraps around you. It's really nice. It's ever so big. It's got heavy duty steel frame, and um, uh, apparently it's kind of coated to pre- prevent rusting. But we'll see about that. Um, but it's got this kind of um, waterproof fabric thing it's made of and as I say you open it up and it's just huge I opened it up in the lounge next to my armchair oh, it, was, it was bigger <laughs> it was bigger, it was bigger than the lounge than my armchair yeah <laughs> it does look fabulous Ted really nice ever so comfortable you kind of get into it and you kind of sink into the into the the back corner of it yeah it's ever so comfortable really nice and apparently these things are called moon chairs but have you ever heard of moon no i haven't but i'm liking the look of presumably this is for your for your vitamin d absorption is it outside yes this is fabulous ted yeah, it's really nice. I haven't used it outside yet because it's not the weather yet. But if you look at the picture of it, oh, incidentally, that thing hanging down the side is a, supposed to be a thing that you put your cup in. Oh, I see. Or your mobile <laughs> right? Phone yeah. Or yes. Oh. But you can, but you can see from the way that the the, the the legs are kind of crisscrossing. Yes. And um, oh, you know, it, it's just really, really well made. And how much is it now? Oh no, hang on a minute. It's more now. It's fifty-six pound with. Um, with a five, a five, five pound, pound voucher, voucher. Yeah. so yeah, so it's a bit more than it was, but I still think it's worth that money because so many of them are crap, and they don't uh, they don't take my weight for one thing. I know that I'm heavy, and most people wouldn't have that problem, but even so, just it's just lovely, really recommended. What amuses me is this chair is obviously built for the larger gentleman and to take a weight. So what model do they use? This buff, fit, thin-looking young man sitting on this chair. <laughs> You'd get three of him on that chair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, recommended. I got the blue one, but you can get a red one as well, I think, which is nice. Oh, pretty colours too. I wonder who bought it. Oh, finally a jingle. I thought we were never going to get one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, a couple of things that we've got on the I wonder who bought it. Uh, People have bought from the Amazon. Um, Don't forget that tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. You can go there and do your shopping and it makes no difference to you, but I get a few pennies and I don't know who's bought it, which is where this uh, item in the show came from. The Opret pill cutter someone bought. Now, the reason that I pricked my ears up with this was because my mum recently had this problem. She had some tablets and... They needed to be half the dosage, but the pharmacy didn't deliver the half-size dosage ones, and so she didn't know how to cut them in half. Um, now, I got to work with a, a, a knife, a big knife on them, and mm-hmm. we, we managed to do it between us. But this thing is um, made for the job, and it looks like you slide your um, your pill in down to the end of this kind of V-shaped uh, holder, yes. and inside it, it's got this... this guillotine looking thing which um 
is uh, it's, it's a bit like a, what you'd imagine is in a pencil sharpener. And um, it, it kind of comes down when you shut the thing down and cuts the pill in half. Now, I don't know how good it is um, or if it works properly or if it skites the thing out before you started. But it, it was a really good idea, which I pricked up my ears about. I Looking, looking at it, and the pill is on a slight decline. So I think as it mm. presses the pill, the pill wants to go downwards into the, into the corner of the V. So I don't think it's going to spit it out. I think it looks rather yeah. efficient, actually. And also yeah. good for people, for instance, for my mother, who doesn't like to have to swallow a large pill. So even if yeah. you want to consume the whole thing, you could cut it in half just to make it easier to swallow. As long as it's not sugar-coated. But a spoonful of sugar. Oh, the other thing that I wonder who bought it was the Blink Mini. Uh, so we're back to these camera ah, things. Yes. Is, is, is the Blink system, is that Amazon's own? Blink is the Amazon system, yes. Yeah, and this yeah. is obviously the Amazon version of the TP one you've just described. Right. Yeah, it's about the same price. Um, so I, I would imagine it would be. It's um, yeah, about 20-odd quid. Um, and, it, yeah, same thing, 1080p, night vision, motion detection, two-way audio. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention the two-way audio. That that works as well. I tested that. Um, so you can listen to, on your phone, you can listen to um, the audio from wherever the camera is. Yes, and then you um, can also say, oi, oi, get off my land. Yeah, that's right, you can. So, anyway, someone bought the Blink Mini. So, yeah, um, because I've mentioned the other one earlier, I thought I'd mention that one as well. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buying from Amazon, do please use my link and I will be very happy indeed. tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. Still using and still using. The Lou Gun, all new second generation 2.0. This was on the show uh, on the 10th of August 2019, show 88. And I bought one. And again, it was classic Aidan Bell spending 40 quid on something when he should know better. (laughs) But again, I have to say, I was really happy and I still use it all the time as necessary. It's, it's, It's a replacement for your loo brush. Instead of brushing away any detritus, you spray it. It's basically it's a it's a it's a water pistol was what it is. It's a water pistol that shoots vertically downwards. You hold it uh, as you would a toilet brush and you point it at the toilet and you press the trigger. And it's really quite a good butch, uh, although very thin stream of water that comes pouring out. And you just wash everything away rather than scrubbing it away with a brush, um, which makes it much more hygienic and convenient. And it does the job beautifully. You just pick it up, squirt around a bit and put it down again. Bob's your uncle. Um, And it's great fun, of course, because it's very geeky and very techy and takes four AA batteries. And it's a very nerdy thing to have. And I like it. The Lou Gun. <laughs> what about under the, what about what about skid marks under No the, no under I mean if you water. want to actually clean underneath then yeah you need to you need to okay. to do that in the conventional fashion but I mean what I've always found with toilet brushes is if you use a toilet brush you've then got to clean the toilet brush and if you clean yeah, the toilet yeah, brush yeah. with something, then that something's got to be thrown away and then your hands yeah. have got to be washed. Whereas if you just squirt water down in the first place, the job's done and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why we ended up with those other things we put on the show a while ago, which have got those little pad thingies that you, once you've 
the, 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 the oh, that's right, disposable a, pads, a release, yes. A release mechanism. Yes, yes. And then you drop it in the water. Yes. And, um, that's what we tend to use this end. But, yeah, yeah, lots of interesting options. Absolutely. Well done. Thank you, sir. For, oh, I, I couldn't find one for sale anywhere. I was scouting through while you were talking. Oh, well, I, t- I tell you what, when I bought it, I think it, it did have the impre- gave the impression that it was a sort of start-up thing. Um, that oh, somebody right. had found okay. that had found its way onto Amazon. So perhaps, perhaps it was just cheeky students who thought it was funny and yeah, have now yeah. moved on to better things. Right. Okay. But, um, well, I'm glad I've got sh- one, and it's still working. For, it's yeah. still holding up fine after what now three, four years, and it's still doing a good job. Yeah. Well done indeed. One hundred and eighty. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm still using the Nutri Q omelet maker. Oh yes. Which I brought to Whatever Works 129 in January 21. It still is simply the best. <laughs> we've, we've now got three of these in the extended family, and they've proven to be the best, absolutely. Um, after that previous, previously Room 101 version, which I had... Do you remember the, the, the non-stick yes, stuff? Yes, I do. I do remember and, your sad uh, tale, yes. That was real crap. Anyway, these ones just go on and on. Um, the first one we bought is must be... A, at least three years old now and the non-stick coating as good as it was on day one so for 19 quid i think they're definitely worth it you can still buy these unlike your loo gun um and i would recommend them thoroughly they're, they're, they're really good and that 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 non-stick coating seems to be the key the nutri q ones are of better quality well i have to say ted um the last time you mentioned this on the show i said to you do you know i swear i've got one somewhere on a shelf and when i saw it in our show notes for this week i checked and indeed i found one on the shelf literally Ah. collecting dust which i had to wipe off it but so i've got one too so i shall put mine back into use after your excellent recommendations thank you have a lovely omelet and chips for lunch i might just do that talking of chips oh (laughs) very good ted (laughs) I'm sorry, it's another tripod. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Now, I've bought a tripod, which I I never thought I'd do this. I bought a tripod for a mobile phone. Now, I mean, listeners will know how I do tend to poo-poo phone photography and say, if you want to take a photograph, buy a camera. But um, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, about healthy eating and looking after oneself. My friend, who very kindly helped me to train at the gym, uh, has agreed to take things up another level now. And he's going to be doing a bit of online training with me. And he wants progress photographs. So I had to find a way of taking pictures of myself, you know, side view, back view, front view, blah, 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 without having anyone there to take the pictures for me. So I jumped onto our favourite website and for the princely sum of £7.99, it has now gone up to £9.29, but it still qualifies as cheap as chips. Mine's £7.89. Oh, you've got, it's come down again. I bought, uh, what it's called is tripod, tabletop, travel, portable and flexible camera stand holder with wireless remote and universal clip. And in fact, indeed, it's one of these (laughs) little mini... um, uh, it's about 19 centimetre high legs, which are this. I think they call it gorilla, these sort of bendy, flexible legs yes. that you can twist round things. And so it's got that. And the top of it is a ball. It's a sort of ball joint. It actually only moves in one line. It does 90 degrees from top to, to the side, but it does also turn at a full 360 angle. So you can pretty well wiggle it around. In fact, I'm not using that part at all. What I am making use of is 
what they call the universal clip, which is the bit that clips to your phone, which has a quarter inch, has two quarter inch sockets on it, one on the bottom and one strangely on the underneath part of the phone. I'm not quite sure what that's use, what the use case of that would be. I'm actually using it. Uh, I've put it onto the shoe of another tripod. Um, and the bit that really, really appeals and that would have I would have paid seven ninety nine for by itself is the remote control, because um, being slow to the party, I never realised it was so simple. You just turn this remote control on, switch your phone into camera mode, press the button, and lo and behold, the phone takes a picture without you touching it. Wow! Is so that a Bluetooth. Thing? It's a Bluetooth thing, and I thought yeah. there would be some app I'd have to download and configure, and no such thing at all. You just turn it on and press the button, and voila, it just takes a picture. Fantastic. So I've got this thing up there and I'm standing there embarrassing myself, flexing my tiny biceps and taking pictures of myself to my heart's delight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, none of it's good quality. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone, but if, as a cheap and cheerful thing that's only got to do one job once a week, I'm absolutely fine with it. The remote control works a treat. As I say, if I took it out and, out and about and tried to make regular use of it, it would probably fall apart in a week. But for my use case, it's doing the job fine. Uh, the bit that clips to the phone is very, very strong. I fear I'm going to press the buttons on my phone or do some damage trying to get it on and off because it really does cling like the world is coming to an end. But I suppose that's good. It means it won't drop the phone. Yeah, it works. It does what it says on the tin. I can say that. Funnily enough, um, this week I was trying to take some uh, review photographs for um, PSC. Yeah. And I was really struggling with trying to hold the camera and to do this. And I thought, oh, I need some sort of clamp to do this. So while you've been talking, I've ordered one of these. Oh, so I'll, smashing. I'll hold you responsible okay. for this crap. Well, as I say, the, 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 it, 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 <laughs> isn't, it isn't the best quality, but it, 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 it basically does do what it says. Um, yeah. yeah, and the remote control's great fun. Good, yeah. I, I didn't think about the remote control. That's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. I would have gone. I would have been heading for self timers and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's what really I was good. expecting to do until I saw this, and I thought, oh, I'll have one of those. Very good. Okay, my cheapest chips is two stage, which is neck curtains, two pounds seventy a meter. Now I know that neck curtains should be cheap, but in a world where everything seems to be going up in, in price, in a world where everything seems to be good. sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, these really are ever so. I thought £2.70 for a metre of neck curtains yeah, really cheap. Yeah, that is good. Um, anyway, so I needed some neck curtains this week, and I just thought that was terrific value. And also, similarly, the, the poles, I needed a sprung loaded pole, which I previously bought to the show um, in order to put this neck curtain up. Oh, and, yes, um, you've talked about those. Great fun. Yeah, yeah. And they're four quid each, and I thought that's a really good bargain as well. So, yeah, poles and neck curtains. Do you know, since I put neck curtains up, I don't know if there's. This is psychological, but since I've had neck curtains up, it feels as though the light is more diffused. Is, that, is there any logic in that? So if you're stood in the middle of the, a room with no neck curtains but just windows, you get less light than you do when you've got neck curtains up. And I don't know if there's any light. I don't think you that. get less light. You get a gauzed light. You get a light that's been, um, what's the word, evened out. I mean, lighting designers will put a diffuse gauze in front of a light in order to make the whole thing even. So perhaps you're seeing less light, but you're seeing it more evenly distributed. Same principle as putting um, a diffuser over the front of your flash gun, I suppose. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Anyway, there you go. That was my cheapest chips, um, neck curtains and poles. I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. 
I'm glad we didn't make any jokes there. We went straight into a jingle. <laughs> what do you want? Are you still using pens? I are. Yes, I are. Indeed. I do some. I, now and again I do, um, but I don't use them hugely. There's a lovely looking new pen available called a still form. It's 150 euros <gasps> and it's made from titanium, Swiss tungsten tip. And neodymium super magnet sits in the middle. So, um, from what I can gather, there's not a video on this, but from what I can gather is that you can, the, the, where it closes in the middle, it's got a magnet and you just can flick it with, with your thumb and it opens up and it closes and pulls itself back into position. It looked really, really nice. Um, it measures 137 millimetres in length and 11 millimetres in diameter and weighs 40 grams. It's come from a place in Germany. And, yeah, this um, magnetic bit sounds really, really nice. Um, and more importantly, I think, is that when you buy this, you also get a lovely-looking wooden box. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. I'd rather have the box and the pen. Oh, let's do a deal. You keep the box, I'll have the pen. <laughs> but yeah, it looks really lovely, doesn't it? Oh, Vorsprung durch Technik, as they say. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, that does look lovely, Ted. I still use pens. I've got a pen. My favourite pen is my zero gravity pen that I bought when I was in America from NASA. Oh, yeah. And it, you can write with it upside down. You can write with it underwater because it's pressurised. The ink is pressurised right. and so it will always flow. So, yeah, the thing is, like you, I think I only use a pen occasionally. So since I've got this one, I couldn't possibly justify paying for something no. like that. But my goodness, it does look nice. It's a very sexy pen, definitely. 150 euros. You'd have to really want one. Yeah. We'd, have, we'd have to do a new section for the show. You'd have to really want one. Yeah, and you know, even oh. if we split it and you had the box and I had the pen, that's still €75 <laughs> Euros for a pen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, you'd have to, you'd have to pay the one lion's share. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but just before we move on, I wanted to mention that, um, I, I guess this is, an, this is an Americanism, but I noticed this quite a lot, um, and it's almost made it to Room 101, is, is that people say addicting instead of addictive. Ooh. And that was also true in this um, item here on this website. It said, it's, it's very addicting. But it's not. It's oh, very addictive. Yes, indeed. I've never heard the word and I never want to hear it again. <laughs> right. OK. Well, if you if you um, I've noticed it quite a lot and I think it is an Americanism. But anyway, um, that's a story for another day and another section of the show. Well, I think it's probably just addicting. <laughs> addicting. Oh, never mind. Right. Mike Schwartz brings us the Bermuda toaster and I want one of those, I will say from the off. Mike says, I virtually live on toast and Marmite and I always strive to make the best <laughs> toast that I can. This yeah, oven yeah. uses steam to make the best evenly crisp toast with a soft interior. Now, before I say anything else, I'm just going to say I don't understand that. How can you make toast with steam? It would be soggy and wet and horrid. But what do I know? I'm a singer. It anyway, dry out. Uh, yeah, somehow. But sure, how can you get crisp crispness with steam? Maybe steam is an integral part of the cooking, but it also uses hot air. I don't know. Anyway, I believe Mike. It works. However, you're sitting down, Ted. It costs £450 <laughs> in the UK. For but, a bit of toast. But only $299 if you're in the US. <laughs> That's a bit screwy, isn't So it? what's that? That's about 250 quid. Even so, even so. The reviews, though, says Mike, are consistently superb, a luxury product indeed. Now, I don't think Mike owns one. I think he's only telling us he wants one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm with him. I mean, I don't live on toast. I eat toast very rarely, but I think I would change that if I owned one of these because it does look 
gorgeous. And um, dear Mr. Ted Salmon has posted into our recording notes some blurb from the website, which reads, the toaster uses steam technology, heat control and five different modes. Oh, there we are. To bring out the best in any kind of bread. Heating more rapidly than air, a thin layer of steam envelopes the bread, lightly toasting its surface while keeping its interior moisture and flavor, keeping its inner moisture and flavor from escaping. Precise control of these three temperature zones creates superb contrasts of flavor <laughs> and texture, crisp and savory on the surface and moist and fluffy inside. <laughs> the variety of modes bring out the best in every kind of food: artisan bread mode, sandwich bread mode. Pizza mode, pastry mode, over mode. I am overacting. Um, wow. Oh, my goodness, I want one of these. I love the look of this. The problem is, I, I mean, I couldn't justify spending 45 quid on a toaster, never mind 450 quid. But isn't it lovely, Ted? It even yeah. looks sexy. It even looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I watched the review on YouTube um, of somebody reviewing it, and they were showing how you use it. And they showed the croissant and the pizza and the ordinary bread. And when she pulled it out and pulled the bread apart, you could see it's exactly what they're saying. Oh. The, out, the outside was all crispy and toasty, and inside it was just all lovely and moist still. It really looked lovely, I must admit. Now, so if I sold my coffee job. machine, I wonder if I could... <laughs> I mean, goodness. No, you're, you're not allowed to. I, I'm, I got first dibs on it. Yeah, that. I've never got so excited about a toaster before. <laughs> Mike, I hate you, sir. What have you done? <laughs> Pip Tomlinson wants to put into Room 101 Valentine's Day. Ooh. Yeah, I totally agree. It's all overhyped religious-based <laughs> claptrap, isn't it? What a load of nonsense. And very, very silly. And just another excuse for people to sell cards and roses and chocolates and for married couples to fall out because no one's bothered with it anymore because <laughs> that all seems very silly absolutely pip i'm with you very very silly oh ted you know what i'm gonna say don't you each to, each their, to own. their own yeah i mean i'm with you i mean ta- <laughs> valentine's day means nada to me nothing to me I, I mean if it hadn't been for my spotting it on facebook with a couple of idiot people saying oh, i love you i wouldn't have noticed it either but I don't know. I, I can't be against it. I mean, it, it's harmless. It gives a lot of people a lot of pleasure. And it's a godsend for small businesses. I heard a programme on Radio 4 where they were saying, you know, a florist was saying next to Mother's Day, it was the best day. They normally sell 10, 15 bouquets a day. And on Valentine's Day, they were already at 200. And it was only halfway yeah. through the day. So, I mean, it's a, it's a boom for small businesses who need it. I can't disapprove. I didn't know it was religious based. Where does that come from? Oh, it's to do with Saint Valentine. Oh, of course it is. Duh. Go to the back of the um, class, Aidan. Saint Valentine. And Saint <laughs> Valentine was some sort of martyr or something, okay. according to the religion. Okay, but on the other hand, the link is so far gone. No, I, I'm I'm with you in having no interest, but I can't be with you in in poo pooing it for others. If if they want to do it, then you know, let them. I do get the thing about um, small businesses, though. I do agree. Um, Restaurants this, and, you know. It, it, yeah, in this post-COVID world, when everyone's trying to recover, I do get that bit. So I'm sure that Pip would agree with that as well. So um, half and half. OK, well, here's mine. Um, all front extending chairs. <laughs> Let me explain this. Mm-hmm. Why is it you cannot buy... A chair of any kind where, when the bottom flips up to become a footrest, so you can sort of stretch your feet out, 
the back at the same time does not recline. It seems oh, to me it's right. universal. It doesn't matter whether it's a cheap plastic chair in your garden or a moon chair when you're getting your vitamin D or whether it's a really <laughs> big, luxurious, comfy, lazy boy in the front room. Whenever the front comes up so that your feet can be lifted up, the back also retracts so that you're leaning backwards. Now, why is that? My mother, for the example, this is where it came up. My mother wants to have a chair in the garden that she can go to and sit in, that she can lift the front up to have a footstool for her legs, but that doesn't go backwards. And I can't find one. Now, I admit, I haven't done extensive research, but I have looked from time to time over the years and I've never been able to find one. The reason is before people say, oh, but when you put your feet up, you want to lie backwards. Well, no, you don't. Not if you're Hazel Bell. She wants to have her feet up, but she's an elderly lady and it's difficult for her to get into a chair and then position a footstool and then lift her feet up onto the footstool. That's hard for her to do at her age. So I totally understand that she wants a chair that she can get in and then it's whether you press a button or pull a lever or whatever. Whatever it is, the, 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 the front comes up, but the back does not go backwards. So if anyone ever finds one, I would be delighted to hear about they, it. They must be out there. I'm sure they must. Where you can control separate parts of yes. the Yes. Well, then you probably have to spend £4,000 to yeah, buy some yeah, incredibly yeah. fancy chair. Yeah. I want, as I say, what we actually want is something for the garden. So Because deck chairs, a lot of deck chairs can do this. But when the yeah. feet come up, the back goes down. Absolutely ludicrous. Well, well, I just um, clicked on a picture of one of these chairs and, and one of the um, funny aspects, not funny for people that's using it because it's very useful, yeah. is that the whole chair lifts forward so that you can go to a standing position. Imagine if you had mobility problems and you couldn't get out of a chair and stand and this whole chair... Oh, yes, I've come across those. They're forward. great fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it gets you to standing really quickly. Um, yeah, they have those for, again, lazy boy kind of chairs to do that yeah, for, for elderly yeah. people. Yeah. You yeah, sit in yeah. it, you press a button and you just wait until you find you're standing up without yeah, having done yeah, anything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, like Wallace and Gromit style. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my mother would want that because it would probably tip her forwards into the pond. So probably not the best idea for the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Might do her good. <laughs> Your turn. No, it's not yours. Oh, it's mine. It's me. <laughs> 180. John Tanza brings Channel 4 to the Gold Star Brigade. He says, I wrote to Channel 4. He doesn't say how he wrote, but I presume it's email probably. With an inquiry about not being able to view their live channel on my Samsung TV. And they replied within 24 hours with an explanation and news about how their forward plans about their forward plans to fix it. So, yeah, that is good, because you would imagine something like that would probably take two weeks and then you'd get a reply yeah. that didn't tell you what you wanted to know in the first place. So, um, exactly. Yeah. Some, some, some canned response. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good for them. And, and, and for Channel 4, you would think even more so, because they must get loads of people writing in. So good for them. Yeah, I agree. The same thing applies also. I was talking earlier about getting a table for the outside for my vitamin D um, project. And the same thing has to be said for Staffordshire Garden Furniture. Oh, yes. Which is a, a small family-run firm in Stoke-on-Trent. And, yeah, much the same as John, really. Fast and friendly, efficient response to my inquiry. Um, I asked them a question about one of their tables. And, yeah, really, really well done. Um, good response. Personal touch. 
and they deserve to you know get orders even though their stuff will not be as cheap as probably it is on Amazon or somewhere else um, you know a few more quid um, I think that's the, the, the case uh, it looks like only I'm going to order their three foot garden table with um, holes in it to put your umbrella in so I'll, I'll report back on that when I get it but ever so nice furniture everything's made to order so it's a like a seven to ten day waiting um to, to actually get it but they they bring it round to your um your address and set it up for you and it's all old-fashioned values i think so good for them and a gold star absolutely i mean we all love amazon and we all rave about amazon constantly but if you can afford it do support local companies because it is a good thing to do as you say family run not only that you get an efficient pre and after sale service as you might not with a larger company hurrah okay i think we're done i think we're, we're done uh, we're kind of over the hour now so um we've uh, done our penance and we'll be back in two weeks time all being well and with a trailing wind whatever works dot works is where you'll find links to all the stuff we've been talking about today if you get lost and you want to get links to anything else then go to tedsalmon.com if you want Aiden for anything or book him up for anything aidenbell.com and don't forget the MeWe group the MeWe group is where we hang out and we like to hear about whatever works in your life so we can yak about it on the shows ahead Aiden, last word goes to you. There's only one thing, really, isn't there? All together now, 180! Talk about (laughs) flogging a dead horse, right? I'm off. Ta-da, everyone. So, only one last, one more thing to say now (laughs) is, don't forget, 180! (laughs) (laughs) This joke's wearing thin now. Enough, let's get on to 181. Please, yes. I'll go and have a tablet.